tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. chaos across the country in many parts indeed as many people queued for the district level elections the district level elections that historically hasn't been one that people really want to participate in with apathy the other day and so today when many showed up and expecting to catch the ball they were told particularly in areas like the eastern and ashanti regions that they cannot vote after all those areas have now been postponed to Thursday, and so they didn't catch the ballot today. That's the statement that was issued by the Electoral Commission today, postponing the elections in Ashanti and Eastern Region, particularly in some electoral areas there, so not entire region. So some electoral areas there had been uh, postponed to Thursday, 21st December. Now, the EC apologized for this, but didn't quite explain why. They only said technical challenges. We've been making a few calls today to try and understand what really happened. A few things that we've learned today is that there were shortage of ballot papers. That really was a big challenge for the Electric Commission, and it was primarily because the printing houses, some of the printing houses contracted by the Electric Commission to print the ballot papers failed to print the papers on time, and so that then affected the entire distribution system for the Electoral Commission. And so this was a big deal indeed for the Electoral Commission to call off elections on the day of the elections because they didn't have uh, ballot papers. It tells you the gravity of what they were dealing with. And we also saw that we have late scheduling of elections, uh, you know, leaving many people stranded. That was a major problem today. Many people were left stranded today because they turned up to vote. They were in the queue and were told um, because the papers were not coming. We're sorry, you can vote today. Go home, return on Thursday. That's a big concern. Already, as I said at the beginning, this is an election that typically people are not interested in already. And so how do you get them back on Thursday to vote? We'll speak to our ex-panelists where they join us. And, and there's, there's significant delays across the country as a result of this uh, problem that we've seen uh, in these areas. Now, the thing to note, though, although the Electoral Commission has postponed elections in electoral areas in Ashanti and the Eastern Region, we've had widespread reports in the Central Region also, but also in the Northern Region. In fact, in parts of the Northern Region, as our correspondent joined us with details of there's many, many uh, polling stations she visited, the number of ballot papers that were distributed and left at the polling stations were far short compared to those registered there, right? And so that clearly has been an issue. In the central region, for example, again, people showed up, they couldn't vote, there, were, there was agitation. Some of the aspirants complained to us that indeed they had spent quite a bit campaigning, getting people there to vote. I want to take it to a podiatrist will tell you about your feet. A physical therapist will analyze your gait. A psychologist will help you manage your anxiety. But what if your walk affects your hip alignment and the loss of movement affects your mental health? The body is connected in unseen ways. That's why our doctors work together to care for all that is you. 
Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States Incorporated, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Hurry into the wrap-up-the-year sales event at your local Ram dealer for great deals on the trucks that give you all the power you need and all the luxury you could ask for. Now get 10% below MSRP for an average of 6219 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 6219 average based on 10% below average MSRP from all 2023 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 1224 the Ashanti region because there's something very uh, some of the aspirants actually beseeched the electoral commission headquarters in the Ashanti region to ask the electoral commission to explain to them what was happening because as you notice in the statement they issued it was just said technical challenges watch 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 this on the Ashanti region uh, where some of the aspirants confessed they had spent money bars people facilitated their movement cooked for them but of course all that is going to go waste now is that woman on your competent? It's been be a only as a bono now a buying in fuel because on your competent. So your problem on hope I didn't think baby to a banana baby to a bar that means more more interest for a genuine one. Yen one no idea, say, also, obi you better about like. In Sua Benum, you have to tell Sue, you have to tell you, you have to tell you, and Kofafa Kafri, no, you have to tell you, baby, baby, and your mother, I'm a new guy. Why is Obekate say, yeah, the end to Abba? I didn't see the one sound country, before the election. I didn't, up to now, say, I'm a easy officer, okay, I'm a easy officer, I can't say, Bibi say, Koso. It's a step Ben I'm gonna take it next because he said when you release the um, letter what you after here, what are you doing next? The next steps and you say you better fire what you so or more interest what they are and your moon jai if you say oh baby to me oh baby to me say interest panty or moon chest in your moya sardinia and your moon jai because your mama oh you interest to that Okay, so they are here to demand access from the EC boss, Mr. Banobio, as to why their um, election would not be held today, but rather um, on Thursday. He says that they woke up very early to, to, to make an announcement to people to come and vote. The voters came, but then unfortunately they were asked to return home because they are not going to vote today. They made um, financial support to them, transportation support, and then also prepared some meals, but unfortunately everything has to go waste today. So these are the people who have been Siege the EC office here in the Ashanti region. Now that's a story there, uh, just one uh, center there. That actually is the EC headquarters in the Ashanti region there. And I see here that that's one of the aspirants that's surrounded by his supporters who had besieged the EC headquarters. They're asking these fundamental questions. The challenge had really left the situation uh, very difficult for many people who were in the queue to vote. They, they have to come up again on Thursday and attempting to vote. The key question to ask is, at which point did the Electoral Commission realize that the uh, printing houses had failed? Because, as you know, the Electoral Commission just yesterday was, was very confident that this was going to happen and they were very prepared for this. Something may have gone wrong, and we'll try and understand what that is when we speak to our, our, our guests who will join us. As you know, the NDC has issued a statement tonight on this. They accuse the EC of messing up the digital-level elections. And they've also, you know, talked about the challenge with the uh, printing of the ballot papers today and that they've also alleged this uh, procurement breaches uh, as a result of the services of the printing houses. Uh, as you know, the Electoral Commission is very clear on this as to the, what the district-level elections uh, can achieve and that they will remain secure without the use of the indelible ink. That's one of the key things that, Going into this election, the EC has announced, and so you're not going to get that ink on your finger when you vote because the EC trusts in the systems because of the biometric verifications that you go through uh, to vote and that they believe that that is, is a very strong system that can detect any attempt to vote twice. Now, dare people to try this. Try. Uh, see if you can vote twice, whether the system won't, won't flag you. And as we know tonight... The EC itself, uh, tomorrow we'll get some further briefings from them. What really happened? What are remedial measures? Um, because, as you know, this may affect Thursday's turnout also. Now, there are some very interesting cases that came up also today. One of them is this. 
very interesting story of the twin. Uh, one of them had gone to vote already, had been verified. The second one showed up, and the system would, would simply was saying, you, you're voting twice. And they brought in another uh, BBD machine. That, too, failed. That was a very fascinating case indeed, and how it was resolved was very interesting indeed. And this happened in the Gas Central District. That possibly proved that the system works, right? I mean, once it picks you and locks you in as having voted, when you come back, it will again flag you. The numbers there, uh, we know already, the districts, 268 of them across the country, the consequences we know of them, with one that about to add to that to 276 electoral areas. That's a huge number of electoral areas, 6,272 of them, many of them as we'll show you pretty shortly, have now uh, been, been postponed in Ashanti and in the eastern region too. You look at the polling station, 38,000. So this is a logistical challenge, right? I mean, that tells you a story. 38,000 polling stations is a logistical challenge. But the EC is very adept at organizing the general elections, presidential and parliamentary, and they do it smoothly. They did that in 2020. It went smoothly. So why are they having challenges with this? Is it that the EC itself somehow doesn't give the same attention to the district-level elections as it would the national elections, the general elections? I don't know. I'll ask the experts when we sit down for a conversation. And I'm also interested in the uh, electoral area conversation and how that translates into contestants. For example, 18,000 people showed up today. Many of them disappointed, as you heard there, because they did not get to see if they will win or lose because that has been now been postponed um, in, in, to, to Thursday. And if you look at the unit committees, uh, 47,000 there. But then if you look at the breakdown, and this is the part that, for me, raises the challenge with this, because if you go to the, the, the first three, and we are talking here about the uh, regions with the most contestants, right? If you look at that, the district level elections, regions are the most contestants. You're talking about Shanti, Westing, Central, right? If you're doing the breakdown there, if you go to the Ashanti region, you have 3,700 3, uh, you know, contestants there. If you come to the Eastern region, uh, you have 2,600. If you come to Central, 1,600. The first three with the most contestants are the areas where we have heard the situation with the challenge, with the ballot uh, you know, papers going in. So that clearly tells you that this obviously will become an issue because the, going into Thursday, can you get all these people back and enthusiastic again? Can they go into people's homes, rally people to come and vote for them? Because that's where the galvanizing effect is. When the contestants themselves take up the challenge to drive um, the, the, the voter uh, enthusiasm towards casting your ballots. But consider what has happened today. Will they still have the same energy that they've invested into this process coming into today to get them out to vote? That is a big question indeed. And again, if you look at the, the original breakdown, right? again tells you a story i mean of of um what the ec will have to deal with coming into thursday uh coming into thursday what the electoral commission will have to deal with this of course the regional breakdown uh, let's look at the reserve elections the of the unit committees what we saw before uh, was the the district the the assembly members there who of course spread across the country but the unit committee members same story really Ashanti, Easting, Greater Accra, Central, right? Greater Accra, we haven't had too much of the challenge because, of course, a lot of the printing happens here. But again, if you look at it, the, 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 the three are still in the range here. So big concerns ahead of Thursday. My guests will have a conversation. What lessons do we learn from this for the next level elections? But many say the challenges that we've witnessed with this election, it is the strongest evidence yet the strongest argument yet to back why we need to politicize this protest, uh, this process and bring in the political parties because that's where the, you know, the interest will come in. And the EC will not dare, of course, super supervise a process where ballot papers aren't ready because they know the parties won't stand for that. Do my guests agree? After the break, we'll hear your thoughts. Daddy? Daddy? Oh. 
This tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface like it. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil it. That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to demonstrate to you the superior properties of flamingo paint as compared to other paint brands on the market. We take equal quantities of flamingo paint and this ordinary paint. We then dilute them with water. And now, let the test begin. The gentleman on the left is going to apply the ordinary paint and the gentleman on my right will use the flamingo superior paint. As you can clearly see, Flamingo has the obvious better hiding. Furthermore, Flamingo has painted a much larger area. You know, one bucket of Flamingo paint is equal to several buckets of any other paint brand on the market. Flamingo paint is made with superior formulation to give superior durability, superior hiding, superior coverage. Flamingo paint, simply superior. Whiskey. Wash All of a sudden, my voice I hear different. And I will use a call. Bama, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey whiskey. Shale, honey near their fro. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now so taste me is smooth. And it goes down easy. Excuse me. Bama! Bama! Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey, blended with natural honey flavor. Hey, what's up? Batman. Hey, what do you want for a second? Oh, media. Black Rock Whiskey. Tabby, the feel is smooth. That's no. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Every day, people have money emergencies. Ma, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mommy, chop chop money emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, Charlie, and enjoyment. At the top, I freedom. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. Afiaso! Afiaso! It's Christmas at the Evergreen Rattray Park with your superstation, Love 99.5 FM. Where are my bubbly little kids? It's the Love FM Christmas Kids Party! It's party and fun time for all the kids as we enjoy and make merry this Christmas. So parents, come with all the kids and let's have fun! West school is good in these activities. Dancing, singing, choreography, picnic, horse race, lime and spoon. Register your school or Sunday school by calling 0245-594425. Santa Claus alongside Mickey Mouse will be there with loads of kids. Remember, there will be bouncy castles, electric train, chukuchaka, chukuchaka, trampoline, horse race, a stationary aeroplane. 
play with. TV games and many more to play with. Face painting too dead a corner there somewhere. Come, let's have absolute fun this Christmas. Have a love of them as much as party. Which is 10 Ghana City State. Saturday, 23rd of December 2023. 9 a.m. sharp. PMSOS is always brought to you by Syntex Tanks. It is strong, it is tough. Alomo Bates experienced greatness in every moment. Ghana AIDS Commission. And I recommend Syntex Tanks greatly uh, for you. This is the tank that you definitely have to get if you don't have one already in your home. It is the first to introduce the double inner layer tank uh, in Ghana. Hurry into the wrap-up the year sales event at your local Ram dealer for great deals on the trucks that give you all the power you need and all the luxury you could ask for. Now get 10% below MSRP for an average of 6219 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 6219 average based on 10% below average MSRP from all 2023 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 1224. At Sierra University, we've been empowering students to pursue their goals for over 130 years. From innovative degree programs and helpful tools to campus locations focused on creating community for international students, we can help you find your way forward. We even offer international students 25% off tuition on select degree programs. Visit Sierra.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Sierra University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. A podiatrist will tell you about your feet. A physical therapist will analyze your gait. A psychologist will help you manage your anxiety. But what if your walk affects your hip alignment and the loss of movement affects your mental health? The body is connected in unseen ways. That's why our doctors work together to care for all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States Incorporated, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. And you can call them, they are nationwide. It is the first to introduce you white inner layer tanks. And uh, they also introduce you to the customer specs order because it is bespoke. Call them, and they are across the country, really, um, because they also give you the longest warranty. You can find it anywhere. 0244-335-168. Shop online at syntexgh.com. A stronger, a tough. My guest joining me tonight for a conversation on the day when uh, many people queued to vote in the district-level elections. Is Dr. Eric Odorosai. He's a governance expert. Uh, Paul Abrampa Mensa is appointed lead at the Coalition of Domestic Election Observers. He's a senior programs officer at the CDD. Also joining me is uh, Kwesi Baini. He's a former DCE himself at the Hunt, Hunter West. And I, I want to bring him in because of his experience at that level. Neil Antip van der Poy is a former minister for local government. He's also uh, the ranking on the local government committee in parliament. And, of course, parliament definitely interested in what is happening uh, across the country uh, today. Let me start with Dr. Saya. Doc, um, this, is, this is obviously a, a process that has always been challenged uh, because of low uh, turnout, voter apathy. First, give me your assessment of how the day had gone. Let me say good uh, evening to colleague panelists. Um, I think the day has not gone bad at all. Uh, we expected that it could have gone better, except for the few areas and the challenges we had. Uh, we are yet to receive figures from the Electoral Commission on the actual turnout. Uh, but so far, so good. What happened in those three regions were rather unfortunate because we were expecting higher turnout, and this is an election that does not normally attract the numbers. When we go back to history, um, since 1988, we have not been able to score even 60%. The highest all-time score or turnout was in 88-89. So we were expecting that with what happened uh, this year, the way 
um, we all talked about it. The media, including Joy News, Joy TV, all the media got involved in sensitization. We are expecting a higher turnout. Unfortunately, uh, these challenges came in. But that notwithstanding, I think that I like the enthusiasm because wherever you get to in town, people are in a hurry to go out there and vote. And I must say that for the first time, uh, I've seen a lot of interest in the local government election. Whilst I have the platform, let me use this your medium to also congratulate the local government committee of parliament. I will say it wherever I get to, because that committee is doing something wonderfully well in the Fourth Republic, which has never happened. They manage to hold the local government accountable. They manage to bring the chief executive and the leadership of the assemblies before them to review their audit report. And if we continue along those lines, we'll be able to tighten internal controls and inject transparency in the use of public funds. But I must say that coming back to the elections, because accountability is critical, it's gone on well, except for the skirmishes that we witnessed. But those are good lessons for us. Going into 2024, we should be able to resolve them so that it will not even happen in the parliamentary or presidential elections. You can mm. imagine if this had happened in 2024, you can imagine... Yeah, the, I mean, the, the, chaos the, the, that, chaos. The, the chaos that this will cause. Let me bring in Mr. Brampa. Mr. Brampa, so the EC was, was compelled to suspend, uh, not postpone voting in, in two regions. Beyond that, we've, we've seen evidence in Central and also in uh, the Northern region where we, we saw challenges with you know, ballot, ballot papers being submitted. I mean, of course, the EC are told that the challenge was some of the printers, the printing houses failed to bring in the ballot papers as they expected. Now, from where you say that's Kodeo, I mean, just observing what happened today, this definitely is, is a concern, is it not, because of the obvious challenge that this process was facing already? Well, uh, uh, good evening. Uh, I must say this has never happened uh, in each normal elections, whether it's intra-party, whether it's different level elections or national elections, that what they have explained through statements and what's watching television, some of the affected contestants have narrated. For instance, uh, uh, the one of the contestants in Asafu, one of the electoral areas said, uh, the, after the balloting, uh, the final uh, the ballot papers that were printed changed the positions uh, as I ring through the balloting. Uh, others also said facial uh, uh, identification problems. This is uh, new in the kind of challenges that the Electoral Commission is uh, in elections. In fact, ballot paper printing has never been an issue uh, in any of our elections. What we witnessed uh, uh, since the introduction of the DVDs have been failure of the machines, uh, batteries not lasting long, and other things. So as I always say, election is a process. As this has happened, what we do as stakeholders is to assess the performance of everybody, including our service providers who print the ballot materials. I believe they also do their own assessment. Was it a wrong collation of the data that was given to them? Was it faulty machines? Was it uh, the fact that they were not given the details in time, so they were rushing so all these things will come to play, will assess it, and then improve upon it going forward. There's no elections that you don't encounter any form of glimpses. But when it comes, the ability for you to resolve the challenge is what makes you a manager. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Nilante van der Poy, I know you've kept an eye on this process. Um, you yourself as a member of parliament, you're a member of the assembly. Have you learned anything about the real reason why we saw the challenge we saw today? Hello, Ivan. Hello, Mr. Van der Poy. Uh, you speaking to Abraham from Einstein. Oh, yeah. Mr. Van der Poy, if you can unmute for me. Of course, he's a member of parliament for Odododio. He's also... Yes, Ivan. Yes, I can hear you. Yes, great. Yes, Ivan. So, yes. Um, let me say, I, I will not give any, uh, let me say, excuses for the UC's lack of preparedness. The EC was inefficient 
and ineffective in these particular elections. You see, we must call a spade a spade. The EC has two years to prepare for these district-level elections because the, the district-level elections happens in between the major national elections. After 2020 elections, the EC knew that they will have district-level elections this year. These elections should have happened as far back as August, which was through to September and to December. In all these instances and all these times, what has been the preparation of the EC towards the district-level elections? Should we continue to have a EC who, after national elections, will go to sleep and then will wake from the slumber, come and conduct district-level elections within three months, go to sleep again, and wake up six months into national elections in 2024, come and come and mess up again? I think we should be able to call the EC out and tell the EC that it is their duty and mandate to prepare sufficiently, adequately, and well for every election in this country. And as such, immediately after these district-level elections, all the things that we have seen now, they should start preparing towards those things so that in 2024, in the major elections, we will not have these hiccups that we've witnessed in the district-level elections. This has been the character of the EC as far as the district-level elections is concerned. They've not shown the right attitude, mindset, and preparation towards the district-level elections. I mean, do you accept the explanation we got that it boils down to the printing, some of the printing houses failing to deliver on the contract on time. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That EC knew its timetable. So EC should have selected the contractors, prepare itself, give them adequate time to print, deliver before the time of the elections. You don't give contracts maybe three, four days or a week to elections. How do you do even checks? How do you go through due diligence to make sure the printing has been good, no mistakes, and nothing has happened? Mm. You see, you must prepare. That's why they have a whole year to prepare for district-level elections. And so they can't come today and tell us we had hiccups because our contractors could not deliver on time. It means the EC itself did not prepare enough to give their contractors enough and adequate sufficient time to be able to print and execute the mandate that was given to them. Um, and and Nee makes a point, and Lance Vanapoy makes a point there, and, and I want to bring you back in, Mr. Brampa, about this, I can't imagine this happening in the general elections. And I want to go back to the fundamental challenge with district-level elections. Is this lack of interest. Is it, very, is it likely that the Electoral Commission itself may have underestimated this, generally because the expectation is we're not going to have people participate, turnouts are going to be low, and maybe affected its preparation? Because the EC has been very efficient, has it not been, in conducting a general election. So how else would they, would they come to this you know, challenge and, and not anticipate it the way we saw them talk about it quite vehemently yesterday, that they were ready? Almost as if they didn't anticipate that this challenge was going to hit them this morning. Good evening to my friend, Nii, Honorable Nii Lantevanapoy. Let me say, I, I repeat uh, what I said. There's no election that we don't have challenges, but the ability for us as a country to assess it. Um, the question you're asking is about the interest, the stakeholders, and the national interest in the different level elections in general. Uh, you remember when the EC laid an ally uh, in, the, in, in Parliament. Then we were discussing the going back and forth, uh, change something, we are going to use national ID cards. I told you in that interview that if we were to be uh, 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 a, a general election year, Parliament will have taken a bold step to call the EC together uh, in, in order for you to do the right, but because we're dealing with district level elections, look at the lukewarm attitude from Parliament, from EC, from everybody. So that this interest in district level elections, the apathetic nature we attach to district level elections, is glaring. We all know that. Um, if we say we are going to analyze district level elections, the interest, stakeholders' interest, it needs a, na- a, a, a national conversation that we all have to sit down to analyze what it is that we need from local governance. What it is that we want to review, revamp, and address 
so that we have a very successful uh, local government uh, 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 authority. Uh, it's, it's a different question, but coming to the elections, I, I did say that every election goes through a process. Yes, the EC might have done a mistake. We are also not aware when the EC's budget was released to the EC. We are not aware. Uh, so many things we don't know. Uh, so for now, let's say yes, uh, challenges have come. We pray that we don't anticipate this challenge, not only in national elections, any other elections. Whether it's a by-election, intra-party contest, we don't anticipate, we don't want these things to be happening. So what it is that happened that we have these businesses, and what can we do that we don't experience it in any elections in the country? That's what we do. When I, I, I was assessing the Liberia elections there, and they were talking about bad roads, the materials not being able to get to the... I told them every election has a problem. At all costs, the Liberia elections management body were able to develop a plan B to distribute their materials, and the election came on. So definitely the election will come off. Yes, we have faced some of the challenges, some of the contestants will face. I was listening to uh, one of them. He said most of his brothers who were coming to support him as polling agents came from town uh, to the electoral area. He's not sure whether they will be able to stay until the Thursday. Uh, Sam Dudley also said he prepared his news that he was going to serve his uh, polling agents. There are so many problems that people will be encountering through this vote. Uh, that has come about. Now, of course, we can't put everything in the basket and throw it away. What can we do to foresaw some of these unforeseen challenges in any elections that comes up? I mean, Dr. Drossai, so Thursday is another day for voting. Do you anticipate that this, today's challenge will affect people's enthusiasm to turn out and vote in the areas affected in the Shandu region and in the eastern region? I want to believe that they would have learned their lessons. And uh, I want to believe that the, on the first question you ask, whether or not the EC underestimated this examination, this um, uh, election. Exercise, yes. I don't think. I'll be surprised if they underestimated it because uh, you, you had the numbers and you knew those who have uh, filed their nominations, etc. But I must also say that, you see, when it comes to local government elections, you have five unit committees. Uh, positions at post and a number of people and the uh, assembly members as well. So we can understand that we have a lot of people. But that is not to say that you have to underestimate uh, the election because election is election, whether it is local or national. But I also think that on Thursday, I would expect that they have done their homework well. Maybe, as we are hearing, that some of the printers or printing houses disappointed them. Question that is, have they now supplied all the ballot papers? Are the ballot papers ready? Have we sent them to the various electoral areas? These are the things they need to put in place. And the lessons learned there requires that in future, they should just make sure that ballot papers get to their destination three clear days, not less than three days before the elections. Once this happens, then uh, we are not going to witness what we are witnessing. And it is not enough for a thing to even get there. The quality assurance you put in place to ensure that you take delivery of the right ballot papers so that the ballot papers can also get there on time. I think they have to put all these things in order. But to answer your question directly, I want to believe that Thursday they are ready, they are set. Well, but, 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 but what about... Yeah, the, definitely I believe the EC will be ready um, for Thursday. And many will say this is an isolated incident considering the... Uh, stellar performance they put up over the years. But what about how it affects voters who will have to turn out again? Remember today, the complaint, some of them showed up today ready to vote. You've asked permission from your boss to go and vote today. You go there and they say, I'm sorry you can't vote. Come on Thursday. If the aspirants are not as enthusiastic about the governizing, some of them told us they spend money to you know, cook food you know, to, and, and, you know, get transportation for them, and, and all that is going away today. That definitely will have an impact, right? Especially on, the, on an election that people don't, you know, feel too much of, you know, of an interest in. I can understand. It will definitely have an impact, especially those who have traveled from very far places to come and vote, and uh, assembly members who may have provided some TNT to get people there. And some people were even saying they cooked, 
So then do they have to cook again? All these things are hazards in elections. Question then is how do we avoid them? We can only avoid them if we've learned hard lessons and then commit to not repeating these things. But definitely it will have an impact on uh, Thursday's elections. The only thing is that we would expect the aspirants to continue to whip their people to come in to vote uh, for them. Except that we wish that this never happened. We wish that this never happened because we are all rooting, campaigning, whipping enthusiasm, encouraging people to come out and vote. And once they get there and the ballot papers are not there, they get back to their base and bringing them out again becomes difficult. So I think we should. they are hard lessons we've all learned. I believe that the EC will put its house in order so that going forward, whatever bottleneck they had will not occur. My wish is that this never occurs even in the parliamentary or presidential election because then that would be more chaotic than what we are witnessing now. I mean, Mr. Van der Poy, this throws up the bigger question. Every digital-level elections, we end up talking about how participation has been abysmal. Of course, this year is a slightly different because of the challenge with the ballot papers, etc. So how do we fix that challenge? We don't have this challenge with the national elections, right? And this is a debate we've been having for a long, long time. Another one is here. We're having a conversation again. Please don't mute for me. Said, um, I wish you not could drift towards an argument that some people have been having, some advocacy people have been having that I don't I believe in. Mm. Evans, the truth of the matter is the fact that as a country, we have designed a governance system on decentralization. Mm-hmm. We've entrenched it in our constitution in Article 356D of the constitution. We said as much as possible, our governance system should be centered on decentralization and people's participation in decision-making at the lower level of our governance. So we know what we are looking for as a country. And because we are looking for this, we must give much importance and interest to local governance so that the pressure on central governance will be minimized. We can't continue. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everything centralized. We have fiscal policies, fiscal decisions centralized, and we say we have dissolved responsibilities to the local level. It will not happen. But let me also say this. In the 1994 district assembly elections, and if I, let me tell you, we had a vibrant information services department which took over the publicity and the announcement of the elections. You understand? We yeah. had radio stations which participated fully. Let me ask you a simple question. Maybe for your own administrative review, you will not tell me. How many advert placements did EC do at your at your at, at your end at um, at the joy? Oh, yeah. How many? But I, I, I know, yes. And the interest and the interest between the EC itself conducts national elections. They don't do that with district level elections. So, I think that we must begin to understand where we've come from, why we have chosen local governance and decentralization as our model of governance. And what sort of interest and attention should we give to local governance and not to enhance our governance and democratic system itself? So that me and you, we know that this year there's going to be a lazy level elections. Our attention and focus will be to the issues, to discuss the issues that will help us enhance the elections that will help us 
votes for very qualified people to enact upon policies and decisions at the local level that will enhance the overall national development. But today, we give much more attention to national elections, central governance, the neglect of local governance, and our decentralization scheme. So I believe that, one, the interest is up because people don't even have confidence in the assembly system as it's supposed to be. Mm. Because they go to assembly, services that they, they feel they can readily should be available to them, they don't get it. People think that the selection level elections is for anybody. That MPship and other elections are for people who are respected and of a certain quality in the society. But if we begin to retune and understand that our real development in this country emanates from the local level, from the basic units, that is where all the problems are. And then we begin to look at the sort of personnel, professionals, expertise that we need to plant at the local level so that they can take good decisions for us. Then we can move up from there to the national level. We will begin to understand that we need to give attention to the elections that will provide for us, the people who can sit, meet, and think properly about development of our nation from the local level up to the central level. So that it will not be like we have to wait three months to the... That's so true. Wow, it has a working satisfaction. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I can see S. I N T E S. That is so true, my daughter. Well, it falls down into the E S. That is so true, my daughter. Well, it falls down into the Gary knows very well the corporate institutions are unable to collect the withholding taxes, but they keep use double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex. Is that you when they use Google Lens and then they go put them for top? You are lying. Ghana I know lives in Tama. Every year, we they give to you back. back, 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 back. We are talking about BET. I want some Yadiyadi face. Except be the goat, huh? My guy, he be the goat. <laughs> Our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumu Bitters always brings us together. Alumu, experience greatness in every moment. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18. Not recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. Up for grabs for one rough diamond is the chance to be propelled onto the world's coolest catwalks and most amazing magazines. Ghana to give one rough diamond the opportunity to propel onto the coolest catwalks and fashion magazines in the world. This is a journey of discovery for the nation's most promising model. Hi, I'm Stella Larby and I'm Africa's model scout. Well, it's been a day of chaos in some parts of the country because of the challenge with ballot papers. The EC has apologized for this, and they have postponed the elections in some electoral areas in Ashanti and the Eastern region to Thursday. So you must turn up on Thursday and cast your ballot. The EC says they are sorry. Um, it was due to technical challenges. We'll be analyzing that. But there's a bigger concern. The bigger challenge is that the district-level elections itself has been treated uh, you know, not at the same level, not the same, but the same attention 
and the same uh, investments and attachment as we, we give the uh, general elections. And maybe that is the problem. Um, just before the break, as you know, we have on the line Neil Antivandapoy, who is a former minister for local government. He's also the ranking of the local government committee in parliament. Dr. Drosai is a governance uh, analyst too, who also joins us, and Kodeo's uh, Abrampa, all joining us for a conversation. Uh, the, the key question then becomes, how do you attract the best? in the district-level elections in terms of aspirants who then can use your own, um, the attention that they, they bring to the table to sort of attract people's attention to the, the district-level elections. And that's a suggestion that Neil Antivonapoy had made. And, and Dr. Drossai, do you agree that we must find a mechanism that makes the district-level elections attractive to yourself, for example, attractive to myself, uh, in a way that can then draw people in into that other level of, of leadership? I think I agree with Honorable Nilantivanda point because if, if we don't make it attractive by providing incentives and then giving it some more attention and also transferring more resources to the local government so that even if um, any of the elites or, or educated ones wins the elections at an assembly member, they will have resources to work with. So the recognition is key, it's important. And I must say, if we don't pay attention to local government elections, a time will come we will not have leaders in this country because the local government level originally was planned to prepare leaders for this country. And, and, and uh, the way we are managing it, if we don't pay particular attention to our local government system, development will suffer. And I'm not surprised that development is suffering in certain areas because of the challenge of having good um, local leaders. So I think I agree with Donald but, but But really, beyond the elections, I mean, we complain that people are enthusiastic about the elections, there's apathy. But are we putting in investments that will make the district-level elections attractive? Because elections, you must have the democratic dividends from there. People will go and queue. And yet the assembly, they are so ill-equipped so ill-resourced to do their work, to bring the development. The MPs tend to be more resourced than them. So why should I care about the election? That doesn't produce results for me, because the people themselves aren't equipped, aren't resourced. After the elections, nobody cares about them. The state doesn't give them the resources. Benjamin Kudu has been fighting to to nil in court, just so the state will give their due, will give the, the assemblies their due. Isn't that really where the problem is, that we need to take a holistic approach to this problem instead of just every now and then waking up and encouraging people to go and vote? Yeah, I believe, I believe I agree with you. That's holistic approach. And that's what I'm saying, that apart from working on the elections bit, let us work on the fiscal part. The common fund that is due assemblies, we should send it to them. The leaders we appoint for this assembly, chief executive, must be people who can think outside the box. When the monies are mobilized and government transfers what is supposed to go, we have put in, we put in place checks and balances and proper accountability mechanisms, like what the Parliamentary Service Committee on Local Government is doing now, so that we put them on their toes, improve accountability, so that funds can be used well. It, is, we, it requires uh, a comprehensive approach towards uh, uh, reviewing the system. So I, 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 I want to agree, agree with uh, panelists that, look, let us give it some focus. If we can concentrate on it and develop that base, I'm sure our, our development will move from one level to the other. Let me, let me, let me ask Mr. Brampa the question. Really, if you look at the decentralized system that, of course, Neil Antivandapur has been a champion of for, for years, has it served this purpose? Has it fulfilled its potential? Or has it simply failed its, its possibly now has outlived this usefulness and, and, and probably demand requires a radical overhaul. Uh, Silas, you are broadening the conversation, which I, I like so much. Uh, so uh, the challenge or the challenges we face with district level elections and our local governance system goes beyond the elections. Uh, it's, it's the whole thing that we need to sit down and review. You remember, based on some of these discussions and analysis, we thought the leadership, uh, uh, the political administration uh, might be a cause, and therefore we may have to go electing our MMDC. Uh, people thought uh, the enthusiasm and the interest is not there because 
unlike the National Assembly, the local legislators are not given any decent allowance, and therefore the interest of attracting people uh, with certain caliber is not there. Uh, people were also talking about mismanagement, the fact that every year the Auditor General's report review a coup. Right now at the Home Depot, you'll find our best savings of the season online on select storage solutions made to fit your needs. You can get a heavy-duty HDX tote to protect your tools. Or keep your sports equipment contained with reinforced snap-fit lids. Or stack up and save space with all your holiday decorations, like string lights and this guy. Right now, store more and save more with up to 25% off select online storage solutions at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Amounts that have been mismanaged. But there are so many things that when you put them in the table and you compare the challenges at the national level to the local level, there are not much difference. In fact, when you take Afrobarometer data, in Africa, out of the 39 countries to be, about 70% are disillusioned. People have lost interest in politics. People have lost interest in elections. So it's a whole bigger discussion uh, altogether. But this different level issue, elections in Ghana, has its own challenges also that come with the national uh, uh, challenges. So we need to, as a country, have a national conversation. The district structure that we set up, is it what we are having? Is it delivering the purpose for which it was established? What do we have to do to review and revamp it? It's a whole national discussion altogether, Ivan. But for this election and, and every election, we have to look at what have been the deficits. What are the deficits? Why are we having <laughs> a consistent uh, low voter turnout? Why is this very election is also experiencing another dimension of a challenge of ballot paper, which is not witnessed in Ghana election before? Some of these things are just different from the larger and bigger uh, discussions you are trying to bring up. Um, Mr. Vanderpoel, you have a final word on that same question. Has this district assembly experiment ceased to be a useful tool for development and does it require radical overhaul? No, no, Evans. If you read Article 36, uh, 35.6D, as I said, you know, you yourself, you know, that we will not be able to meet the aspirations that our forebears envisage when they were putting the issue of decentralization together. If you ask Dr. Osain, it is evidently clear that even some countries in East Africa and Southern part of Africa who came to Ghana to learn our system of decentralization have modified this and become more vibrant at the local governance level than us because they give seriousness to what they want to do. Whether we like it or not, our even our colonial system practice a form of local governance where they govern us through our chiefs and local authorities. So it is important that that is a system that have endeared with us. And even as we develop, we cannot change the, we cannot change the, the, the what, I, what I mean, the model. We can only, we cannot reinvent the model. We can only reform it and make it more productive, more resourceful, more attractive, and more efficient to be able to deliver on the goals we set for ourselves. I, I, I seriously believe, after my years in parliament, look, I can say that right now it is the parliamentarians who are doing what local governance should do. Yeah. And that, to some extent, is an indictment on our whole belief system and decentralization and local governance. So I, I, I think that we've not been able to meet the aspirations of the the. the, the thinkers and people who put together our form of governance called decentralization. And I think I want to join people like Abrampa, Dr. Sai, and the rest, so that all of us can have series of seminars, bring people together, the hoists are there, the chairmen and the rest are all there. Now we can sit down as a country, just as we had a whole national discussion on our system of education, just as we have a whole national discussion on our system of health, we should have a whole national discussion on our local governance system so that we can bring meaning to proper decentralization.
I mean, thank you very much, Nilati Van Lapoy. Thank you, uh, Dr. Drosai and Mr. Brampa. Remember that on Thursday, another opportunity to cast your ballots. If you find yourself in one of the affected electoral areas in Ashanti and the Eastern region, that's for the big conversation around this. I said, Nilati Van Lapoy, I said, we must have it because whether you like it or not, that's where development sits or should sit. That must be fixed. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you.